0: I'm Maddie Van. I lead strategy at Network for Good, and I'm back again today with Abby Ross, Network for Good CEO, for our monthly podcast conversation to keep our board, advisors, and friends informed about what our team is up to as we think about Network for Good's future. Today, we're joined by a couple of special guests in a side conversation we'll cut to... Um, that I had the privilege of having with some of the leaders from our giving platform collaborative. But before we dive into that conversation, I'm excited to have Abby with me again here today to talk about what the giving platform
1: collaborative is and sort of where this idea came from. Yeah. So um, the uh, Gates foundation hosted an event in April called the greater giving summit. And it was about, it was an invite only event for about 200 folks and um we basically were in a session during this summit uh, titled How Platforms Can Collaborate. And it was, you know, kind of a, a real who's who of <laughs> giving platforms that had PayPal and GiveButter, and our friends from Bonterra were there, uh, Facebook. And, um, you know, kind of around the table, everyone was talking about, hey, we're all trying to solve the same problems. And we're also, by not collaborating, making it really challenging for our stakeholders. You know, the example yeah. of nonprofits have like 16 different portals that they can give their bank account information to or claim their profile to get more funds. So we all kind of sat around the table and realized there is a need for some formal and informal collaboration. So um, I kind of raised my hand and said, Network for Good is in a position right now to help spearhead what collaboration might look like. So We formed the Giving Platform Collaborative, and essentially the charter of uh, the collaborative is to design and implement initiatives that drive generosity. Um, And so we're all committed to doing this with the spirit of collaboration that can lift up the entire sector.
0: It's awesome. Um, Right now, it's, you know, I think been anchored in this Slack channel that you developed, but tell me what partnership is looking like so far with the folks who, who signed on.
1: Yeah, well, you know it's important to recognize that we're not the only, you know, organization that's that's trying to drive collaboration amongst the sector. Um, so we're I'm kind of treating this as a little bit of a pilot, scrappy startup, like just demonstrating success and building the muscle for what collaboration can look like. So this first year is all about breaking down barriers, building new relationships, and figuring out like what are some aligned common goals and really concrete projects that we can demonstrate what collaboration looks like. Uh, We've organized into task forces based on like a survey of all of the members that we think are um, kind of the, the biggest key opportunities for creating tangible ways to implement collaborative ideas. Mm -hmm. And those two task forces are one is how to incorporate equity as a platform principle. And then the second one is data interoperability. Um, So those are kind of the two pillars that we're using for organizing initiatives. I'm personally
0: really excited about this first pilot project we're kicking off with the Giving Platform Collaborative. And I'd love for you to share a bit about what that is.
1: So Floyd Jones, who is the head of partnerships at Give Butter, raised his hand to be the chair of the equity task force. Um, and in all of his infinite wisdom, uh, came up with how we can um, celebrate Black Philanthropy Month, which is this August, as a forcing function for collaboration around equity as a platform principle. Um, so he is spearheading our first sprint, which is... Uh, led with the goal of increasing and measuring generosity to Black-led nonprofits to celebrate Black Philanthropy Month. He has also uh, looped in Heather Infantry, who's the CEO of Giving Gap, which is a data-driven platform to help identify and boost donations to Black-led nonprofits. Um, And frankly, both of them are best suited to tell you a bit about the initiative. Yes, I think you're right.
0: And I actually had a chance to sit down with Floyd and Heather, and I'm going to cut us over to that conversation now. I'm happy to be here talking with Floyd Jones, the Director of Community and Partnerships at Give Butter, and Heather Infantry, the CEO at Giving Gap. Thanks both of you for taking the time to talk with me. Floyd, Abby tells me that you've been the great visionary behind this first sprint for the Giving Platform Collaborative. Can you tell us about Back Black? How did you pull this all together?
2: Oof! I think that the first thing that comes to my head and my heart is the only way that this came together is because everybody embodied the spirit of what this campaign is about, right? Back Black isn't about... One person, it isn't about one people group. It's about how are we all coming together as an entity? How are we all coming together as a community? How are we coming together as a body to do something bigger than ourselves, right? To go beyond what the normal structure and the normal frame is. So then, that way, one thing that I have been anchored on and realized and really realizing is that. Backing black isn't just for one people group. It isn't just what isn't just for the black community. Is when you back black, you are actually backing the entire infrastructure of what this country is even right. based on, right? Yeah. And I realized in, in in the research, in the stats, it's like we black black communities are the most philanthropic, right? They are the most philanthropic in the world. They give a majority of their wealth, right? They give a majority of, of, of their time to their community. And I thought to myself, I was like, it's almost to the tune of 11 billion dollars annually to the tune of 11 billion dollars just in just in philanthropy and i thought to myself if we could if this is all under the auspices of his uh, of 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 bias of um of oh social constructs of um uh, uh racial of, of the wealth gap right and if we didn't have those things if we didn't have those barriers what would it even look like right? If we didn't have those barriers, how much further could our, our, our country go forward? Let's look at Black small businesses. I was reading a stat the other day that said that the GDP would grow by $1.2 trillion if Black small businesses received the same amount of support as white small, white-led small businesses. $1.2 trillion. And we're sitting here wondering, how are we gonna pay for infrastructure and roads? We're sitting here wondering how are we gonna actually serve the communities, the most marginalized people in our country? Well, if we had $1.2 trillion, I could find some ideas. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what this—that's what the the the, the 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 genesis of this campaign is about. But I realized that you can't fully solve this problem if it's just on us. You can't fully solve this problem if it's just on companies. You can't fully solve it if it's just on the black community. You can't fully solve the problem if it's just on the philanthropic community. We all have to be working together. We all have to be working in concert. We all have to work together as a community because when we come together as a community, that is a catalyst. It's
0: such a perfect anchor for this idea of coming together as a community which is so much what the Giving Platform Collaborative is about. Um, And Heather, Giving Gap is central to the mission and the
3: success of Back Black. Tell me about your mission at Giving Gap. Giving Gap's mission is to advance racial equity in giving, essentially creating an invitational opportunity for people of all walks of life, businesses and otherwise to um, make impact, positive impact on Black lives, knowing, as Floyd said, that uh, supporting Black really democratizes the space for everyone to benefit and join in. And so we know there are historic barriers that have prevented uh, members of our community from advancing as, as our other counterparts. And we all have a responsibility Um, to join in on this effort to address some of these disparities and inequities. But we also know that in doing so, it's profitable, it's lucrative. We, you know, rise the tide for everybody. And so it's great for Giving Gap to be part of this, um, in this sort of like data sharing, data collection piece of the the movement. Great. And I just want to say
2: one quick thing, because I have to give Heather her flowers, because I (laughs) think that Heather also in my honest opinion fully embodies this as well right yeah. i wouldn't have even gone to ggs or go- or been a part of the collaborative had it not been for heather because Heather understood and she sees again to what we were talking about earlier, we can't solve these problems if it's just only certain voices in a room, right? right? yeah, I'm not a CEO of a company yet, right? I'm not sitting at that table, right? But she said, no, 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 your voice deserves to be heard and that's what we want this to be about. We want this to be about everybody understanding that you have a seat at the table. So
3: Heather won't forever get the props and the flowers <laughs> in my book in my head and in my heart. okay Well, you know, and then Floyd I mean Floyd brings up an interesting point too in that this is an opportunity, like, you know, as, as someone who's a fundraiser, like I come into the space yeah. as a seasoned fundraiser and more often than not, we always talk about philanthropic giving as relates to the top 1%, but you know, this is opened for everybody to give volunteer support, lift up, amplify. And I mean, you can hear the exuberance coming off of Floyd's energy on this call yeah. Um, so yes, like he's the perfect ambassador to inspire and invite all of us to rally around this particular cause um, because it's all of us. Like as he, as he keeps right. saying, it's, it's an opportunity for all of us. And at Giving Gap, you know, the prevailing narrative around this issue of, of inequity in giving it has really, you know, I think to the detriment of the black nonprofit sector, uh, pushed a story that's just one of of deficiency, right? Black sure, non forces. Yeah. And at Giving Gap, we really are working to change that narrative to talk about the impact, right? And the unique, uh, unique attributes and characteristics of Black leadership. And that right. leadership is rooted in lived experience, uh, an approach that is very human-centered, and a resourcefulness in the face of these barriers That does not deter them from contributing and finding ways over and over and over again to change the needle for the members of their community in every single issue area possible, whether we're talking about the arts and culture space or health or education or environment. There Mm. are Black leaders every day, you know, you know, taking the baton and trying to do their best. And when I look at our own platform and the number of organizations that have emerged just in 2020, Mm. right? We're all too aware of the disparities and the challenges and the disinvestment so many communities across the country have faced, Black communities in particular. And yet and still, these leaders are filing their their 1023 to start a nonprofit Mm. because despite that, they see the need for the work and they are committed to doing it. And if you want to make if you want to make a great investment in your community and you've got finite dollars, I say over and over again, supporting Black, backing Black, is the most sound investment that you can make. Not only to repair and restore the needs of these particular communities, but as we're showing you, it's great for your bottom line.
2: Mm, mm. Sure. I just, last one more thing. I want to, I want to highlight. I love what Heather said because we know the stats about the problems. We know all about the pain. We know all about the plight, right? But I don't want to be focusing on the plight anymore. I want to focus on our power. I want to focus on the potential. I want to focus on all the things that are going for us, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is what we need to anchor on because guess what? When we do that, when I can be my best, you can be your best. When I can shine my brightest, you can shine your brightest, right? Let's anchor and lean into that. I mean, the positivity that you've brought to this whole
0: conversation and the people and the voices that are being pulled into this conversation. Earlier on the call this morning, I heard you talk about sort of the tagline for Back Black as catalyzing from a moment to a movement. And I love that. Um, And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about that frame and what your goals are this year with Back Black and your goals beyond this year. I direct the question really to both
2: of you. I guess I can start, but I really want to lean into Heather because Heather's kind of schooled me a lot on this in terms of, yes, we want to get the the momentum, we want to get the energy, but one thing that I love that Giving Gap is doing is that they're laying the groundwork for this to be ongoing, sustainable support, Mm -hmm. right? And that kind of changed my framework. Yes, I believe that Back Black is kind of coming to it from a different angle. Our goal isn't really to, um, to, yes, we are going to mobilize the data and yes, we're going to do a lot of different things, but really we're an aggregator. I always say our Mm -hmm. goal and my personal life mission is I'm a bridge, right? I always say, if you are a leader, if you're a change maker, your job is to create space for transformation to take place right? You need to create yeah. space for transformation to take place. So our goal at Backpack is we are creating that space to bring all the partners to the table to, to launch their initiatives, right? This started when I, I got I got this uh, campaign launched at GiveButter um, two years ago, the platform that I'm, I'm the director of community at. And we we did something that no other platform was doing at the time. But we went from doing this initiative to now we have over 20 platforms doing this initiative at their own company. And I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, first of all, that's not even double, right? Like one to twenty. That's a, that's exponential, right? <laughs> and I love that. And we want to we want to spread that. We want to take that to the next level for everyone. But I want this to also be a platform where it can be ongoing to support. And I know that that's a lot of the work that Giving Gap is doing.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talk about um, catalyzing a moment to a movement. We emerged out of everything that happened during 2020. And, um, we saw the solidarity statements. We saw the unprecedented, uh, number of contributions that went out the door, some fulfilled and some that have that are still in question and, uh, it's a real detriment to these communities that are working on the ground to have this groundswell of interest and then for that interest to wane or dissipate. And so we Mm -hmm. are really, as Floyd said, trying to lay the groundwork for an interest in these areas in which black leadership is focused in, not just, not just during black philanthropy month, not during just black history month or Juneteenth, or at the point that there are lives lost. We want you to be thinking about these organizations year round 365 right and so this collaborative is sort of a first initiative to start helping our partners and collaborators to think about other ways in which they could amplify these organizations as part of a larger comprehensive storytelling arc right because it's not just civil and social justice issues that these organizations are focused on as i referenced earlier like they're they're looking at environmental issues they're focused on violence prevention arts culture education environment um mm-hmm. and so when we think about providing prominent digital real estate for these organizations it's going to shift and change how donors think about and support these organizations that's sort of like the power that a lot of these platforms have where you rank an organization on your pages how you direct
0: how you do right
3: how you modify yeah. your algorithms um can make or break our, our organizations and so there's a really great opportunity and all of this is opportunity all of this is very invitational for you to join in and be part of something by making really simple tweaks to how you're doing things. And I think for the most part, a lot of it has yeah. been oversight. Um, and now that we know better, let's, let's do better. And in doing so, we're, we're going to uplift lives positively and we're going to be better for it. And for those organizations that are, that are profit generating um, companies, it's going to impact your bottom line without question because more and more donors are becoming aware of these issues and they're intentionally seeking out Black organizations. And so if they're not prominently featured, if they're not accessible, you're leaving money on the table.
2: Come on, somebody. Also, can we just talk? First of all, a couple of things came to my head in my heart as Heather was speaking. One, I am tired of being a marketing campaign. Like, I'm tired of you only celebrating Black people in February. I'm tired of you only celebrating Black people in August. Like, celebrate me to 365 celebrate me because th- that's how I know that I actually have value. Don't yeah. just target me, but here's the problem. Especially now I've worked on the other side, right. And I've worked in who gets sponsorship dollars or who do we put marketing dollars towards? And, and I've been in these conversations, not just at my company, but in a lot of other brands that I work with across um, the, the industry. And I'm realizing that even if it's not that you don't necessarily not want to work, because a lot of people mean well, but a lot of people don't want to do the work behind it right? Because guess what? It takes you building relationship. It takes you take time. It takes you having conversations. It takes you actually looking in the mirror. And a lot of people don't want to look in the mirror. They want to look at their bottom line. They want to look at the revenue. Stop looking at the revenue and start looking at the relationships as well. Right. Stop looking at the currency and look at your actual community, because my thing is, you will tell me if you want me by the way that you're communicating, by what I see on your website, by how I see you conduct yourself and and act and and whatnot. So many people are too afraid of of, we're just tiptoeing. You're afraid of crossing the wrong line or saying the wrong thing. But I want you to actually be the right person. Because If you come to the table saying, I'm going to be the right person, I'm going to just try to do the right thing. a lot of these issues can be uh, 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 resolved you know what i'm saying so that's just another Mm -hmm. thing that i want to say is that the way that you build a movement is you you have to understand that maybe you're not going to see the result tomorrow but over time you are going to see it i have been tracking the amount of revenue coming to the platform specifically from black led businesses especially on the get side of things and we've been seeing exponential benefit but not only in a campaign i'm seeing this over time right we're seeing this build over time and i'm like So more people need to focus on how are we growing over the long-term because that's gonna just grow you and Mm -hmm. it's gonna grow everybody else over the long-term, so.
0: Yeah, thank you both. This is an exciting conversation and I'm excited to see where it all goes. Yay, thank you. Any last
2: things you either of you wanna say? Stay in the loop, backblackmovement.org. Check us out, check it out. Um, But most importantly, check inside yourself and ask yourself, what am I going to do? How am I gonna be a part of this campaign? And and beyond. How are we going to go back to what we said from a moment to a movement?
0: So I'm really excited about the work with um, the Back Black campaign. Excited to see how this unfolds come the end of August. It was really great to talk with Floyd and Heather. Obviously, they're totally inspiring, and I'm super impressed with their leadership of this project. Abby, you've also been deeply engaged in leading the process. What have you learned about um, through the Back Black campaign? What have you learned about getting platforms to collaborate effectively?
1: So um, this first sprint, from my perspective, is all about quick wins, demonstrating the success that comes from collaboration and building the muscle for future collaboration. Um, We kind of started with the idea of, oh, let's get together and share a vision and objectives and um, build a roadmap for what the collaborative would do. But instead we decided let's jump in, let's deliver something and make it as turnkey for collaboration and involvement as possible. And folks who want to get in can get in. And otherwise, you know, we've got some additional opportunities down the line if it's not a fit. So we're really treating this as a, you know, kind of open door, help us build this if you're aligned with the mission um, to basically like learn by doing and build Mm -hmm. relationships through easy wins. Um, So this kind of sprint cadence with the goal of delivering tangible projects is really how we're going to try to run the collaborative.
0: So tell me, Abby, how does the Giving Platform Collaborative overall support Network for Good's future strategy?
1: So we see um, you know, the mission of unleashing generosity, the fact that that is central to so many other platforms is a real asset in the ecosystem that mm-hmm. we want to leverage. I think of this as a you know long-term strategy in play, which is if we can build the muscles of what successful collaboration amongst partners and platforms looks like, not only will the entire sector kind of lift up, it'll be a great opportunity for Network for Good to understand opportunities, build relationships, and ultimately then think about what are ways that we can um, work with other partners to unleash yeah. and drive generosity, knowing that if we are you know, an intermediary, a um, kind of central hub of collaboration, it'll open up more chances for people to use you know, the Network for Good DAF, or think about ways that we can build innovative products to help unleash generosity at scale. Um, so I think this is a great way to learn what other platforms are focused on, um, how we can be of service to the sector, and gives us, you know, tangible projects to start innovating with that will have, you know, real benefit to the sector.
0: Great. And all of that, Abby, we've talked about how this supports Network for Good's sort of future vision to provide durable capital for community-aligned, sustainable outcomes in the social sector. Can you talk to me a bit about that durable capital
1: piece? Yeah. When I tie this back to the durability of capital getting platforms to collaborate and build infrastructure and systems and processes that allow for kind of more long-term outlooks for the durability of, you know, funding the sector is really interesting. So this to me maps directly onto how can we improve the durability of capital by, you know, creating sector-wide infrastructure.
0: Well, Abby, thank you so much for talking with me about the Giving Platform Collaborative and the Back Black Movement, which, as Floyd mentioned, will have a website
1: launching soon. Exactly. Um, And an opportunity to to donate to Black-led nonprofits this Black Philanthropy Month, August.
0: Well, as always, Abby, it's great to be in conversation with you. And I hope this is useful for our board and advisors and the 11-person audience that's joining (laughs) us on this journey of our podcasting adventure as we talk through the future of Network for Good. Let's do it.